Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. We bring it to you every week and every week I am joined by the one, the only, it's cool, producer Joel. Hey Mark, how are you? Good, thanks. Really good. Um, cool. You, you're, you've, been, uh, you've been let back into the wild, Joel. Yes. You're COVID free. Um, you and you've been so busy, you've let your beard grow. Uh, well, I sort of I grew it when I was isolating. Yeah, you know. Oh right, okay. Why not? I like it. It's and, quite thick. and here it is. It's quite a thick, yeah, thick beard yeah, now. Yeah, I, I grow quite a good beard, and I, mm, I, I just so, like sometimes to remind people of that because I'm, I'm normally clean shaven, but occasionally I like to just sort of remind people that it's there. Yeah, if ever I need it, yeah. it's there. Uh, Joe, what have you been doing? Um, aside from working on the beard, working on the beard, like, did you, have you done that at home, or did you go out and work on the beard? Uh, I've, I've been doing it in different locations. I, nice. I even uh, invested in some beard oil. Did you to really try and just to really what? see what what I can get out of this beard? You know, what does beard oil do? I don't really know. I think I don't know. It might just be a complete con. Does it soften it up a bit? I think I think it softens, softens the beard. I think it makes it bristles. smell nice. I think oh, it um, makes it smell nice. So it's know, basically a, it's aftershave for your beard. But I'm a guy. I'm a guy who likes to moisturise my face, and yeah, as everyone should. And yeah. the what's your moisturiser of choice? Um, I think Kiehl's that I use at the moment. And what? What? Didn't never heard of it. Okay. Um, Nifty for men, mate. And a problem that you come against with the beard is how do you moisturise beyond the beard? How do you make sure that the chin, the cheeks, the upper <laughs> neck is getting moisturised? And and I think that's what the beard oil offers. Yeah, okay. We're not even sponsored. We should be... This We, is, we should be. That was like, a great pitch, wasn't it? I know. I know. Maybe we should ring around. Do you know, did you know any beard oil people? Just... Marketing uh, companies. I, I don't, but I'll, I will do some do some digging. Thank you, lovely. Yeah, but let's do that because <laughs> um, I've got a bit of a beard at the moment. I've done yeah. this joke before. Right. Wasn't sure about it, but it's growing on me. Good. There you go. Very nice. I've, done, yeah. I've probably done that joke five times in this podcast, <laughs> and I've liked it every time. Of course you have. It gets better each time. It's a, it's a, it's a classic Simmons joke. Yeah. Um, so lovely, lovely. Um, so, do, but you haven't really told us anything exciting that's happened, Joel. Like, did you make the most of your week away from the house? 
uh, I think, yeah, I think I did. I've been out for dinner with some friends. I got absolutely hammered with some other friends on Saturday. Did you? I've been having a great absolutely time. Absolutely yeah. hammered. Yeah, pretty hammered. Where did you go? Um, so I had some friends come round. And we yeah. watched some football and then we went to the pub to watch more football. Oy, oy. And, then we came, and then we came back to mine to watch more football. Yeah. And it was one of those nights where by the end, we were really just sort of putting our hands to the back of the alcohol cabinet and just sort of drinking like just wow. the weird stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's well, well, good for you. What, what was that? It wasn't England game because that was yesterday. No, it wasn't. It was just a, you know. Quickly, quickly summarise England yesterday, your thoughts? Uh, Fine, you know. I think people just what, need to realise that. Were they trying to win? Yeah, they were, yeah. and I think what you need, what people need to realise is that, unfortunately, this is the sort of football that wins you tournaments. You know, you've got mm. to be quite conservative and quite pragmatic, and it's not very exciting. But that's how France won the World Cup. That's how Germany won the Euro. Uh, Portugal won the Euros in 2016. You just have to grind yeah. it out. And it, it, what do you want? Do you want crazy, exciting football where you score four goals but you go out in the quarterfinals, or do you want to, you know, win? Win exactly. What's Win. more important to you? Win. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's tough. Isn't Win. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. I, I was really annoyed. I couldn't watch it. I uh, I had a gig. I had a gig. Oh. And it was How, sold out. What's it like? Oh. So interestingly, um, it, it it went well. Lovely, nice. But um, the football jokes didn't land. That I did. I got really? two football jokes, and it, the people there obviously aren't the ones that like football. No, well, are they just in complete denial of football that they just don't? I think so. Even yeah. what it mentioned, that's why they've gone out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I've just been for a run, Joel. Oh, nice. And How was it? I, it was good, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not proud of this, Joel. I just, I scared mm. an old lady. Oh, like, no. like really scared her. Oh no! <laughs> I needed How? some water. I went to the house, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I was running and I could see this happening a mile off. But what is the protocol? Do you go from miles off? I'm coming through. Yeah. Right? Which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was approaching this old lady from behind. She had her dogs. And, yeah. uh, and it, but the, ahead, there was a man with a chainsaw. I'd also like to point out that I scared <laughs> more than a man with a chainsaw. <laughs> but he was so the noise of that. She couldn't hear me approaching. Okay. And I just didn't know what to do, but and she was she was swir- weaving in and out of the road with uh, with her dogs. Like I knew she didn't okay. know I was there, and mm-hmm. I thought I'll just stomp a bit louder as I was sort of approaching, so hopefully she'll hear it. And I was a fair bit away, and she turned and she went ah! like that, like proper <laughs> screamed, and I felt awful, felt really bad. But I just, I just said sorry. I I. I, I I sort of said, oh, I, I just, and I pointed at the chainsaw and I tried to explain all that was going through my head. But she was, <laughs> yeah, she was, I mean, she was on the floor. So, um, oh, well, someone would have found her by clutching now. Clutching her heart. <laughs> um, no, she, uh, uh, she was fine. What, um, what I was going to say is since the old COVID, yeah. I am really struggling to do exercise and, um, I really, yeah. It's just I get so tired so quickly. Yes, yeah. it's hot Scary. as well, though, Joel. That's another. Yeah, true. Factor. That's true. That's another that factor. That's just keep at it, Joel, then you'll be all right. Thanks, man. Uh, shall I tell you what? I'll tell you what. This will cheer us up. We've got a podcast to listen to. Oh, thank God. Who, who is it, Joel? 
It's the one and only Josh Berry. It's Josh Berry! Yes! You know his Unnatural Act show from the end of the 80s? Is this the one where he's wearing that multicoloured shirt? Yeah. yeah I always yeah. remember that because I had that very a very similar shirt like oh, really? late 80s, early 90s when I was a kid, yeah. Well, they've come back into fashion now. That'll probably be oh, you should they? get that out of, the, out of the cupboard, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. squeeze back into it. Sure, it still fit. It'd be fine. But he was just like, it was just amazing. And I can't think of, you know, I know you've got like Lee Evans and stuff, but like people around our kind of age, I can't think of that many people who are doing stuff that's that physical, you know. You're, you're right. It isn't. And do you think, I mean, I haven't really given it any thought, but do you think that's because it's, it's so well executed by Lee Evans mm, that mm. no one can match that if they try it? They, it just mm. won't come off as well, maybe. I don't know. It's a different know. sort of comedy as well these days. But, like, even if you look at, like, um, I don't know, like, Sasha Baron Cohen's quite good at being physical. And there are bits in Borat where he's, like, um, I think there's a bit where he goes on a treadmill and it's hilarious and the guy's <laughs> trying to get him to walk and he's, like, doing this really funny, ridiculous <laughs> walk. And is I don't know, I think... Um, Who's that guy in France who a lot of people go to to train? He's the the, the guy who has that clown. Oh, go the go the go the a. Oh, the go, is it Golier? Is it that? No, no, that's probably not what it is. Gautier or Garth. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like the Gautier method or something. And yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, you just you just don't see it as much. I guess maybe Lee, Lee Evans is so brilliant. Maybe it's something you get better at as you as you grow as a performer. Maybe Do you, mm. maybe it's like a confidence thing. Like when you start out, you're a bit like. Oh, I get okay, yeah. I don't. I think I think not doing that is is safe, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. you're not putting yourself out there so much. So when you start, like personally, like I I, I would hide behind the jokes. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wouldn't mm-hmm. give much mm-hmm. of myself. I give like I am myself on stage now. Mm-hmm. So I don't go, I don't dial it up at all. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's it's exactly as I am. Mm-hmm. And whereas before it was definitely lower. Yes, that's um, interesting. I think I think that's I think that's quite common, isn't it? I think most people. I definitely was, I was, I look at like early, early stuff and I just sort of see this real shrinking violet of a person being like, oh, I've noticed these things about people. Do you want to hear them? And it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's all a bit cringe, isn't it? To look back at your really earliest stuff, I find. Oh, oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> I, I was talking to someone, who was that on the podcast? And they were saying how they were trying to try and, do but more physical stuff yeah and then yeah. they did this absolutely mad thing on stage and then they vowed never to do it again <laughs> they were so embarrassed by what they did and even one of their friends watching phoned them afterwards and said yeah i mean don't don't or watch the video of it and yeah don't do that again <laughs> i think i don't know because you do a bit of you do some physical stuff because i had a little i always have a little sort of watch of people before i do the podcast and you you mm. you actually did a McIntyre impression, the actual act out bit of him. That, that's, yeah. that's very physical. That's true. And I actually I sort of the weird thing about doing Zoom gigs as well is I sort of realised how much I was relying on my body to get laughs. Like because especially oh. when you're doing impressions, you know, it's like some mannerisms. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, you know, with McIntyre, he's so physical anyway that that you can really push that. And 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 I found that that was. Yeah, getting laughs without me actually having to say anything, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> but um, it's, it's it's very difficult with Zoom to to do that as much. But it's something I'd love to lean into a bit more. I've seen um, one of my favourite jokes from James Acaster 
is I think it's in his, his Netflix special and he's like jumping across the stage and he's like stamping on the stage uh, and he's yeah. doing his act out and he's like oh I, I love you I love you so much and then he's going to the other person oh, I love you too love, you're amazing I love you stamp 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 and then he's like shall we uh shall, shall, shall we have sex or shall we uh finish making these crop circles first <laughs> and I just thought that was so amazing I think I probably slightly fudged his punchline I don't think there was any sex reference I've just got sex on the brain but um I just I love that I thought it was such a good joke with a physical yeah know, yeah yeah so so the the the, the 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 act out is funny anyway but with the act with the punchline it just gives mm. it that extra oomph yeah i yeah. i do i do a couple of similar sort of things but not i do some things where i do some a weird thing during the show and at the end there's a, a payoff mm. Mm. um but that's really powerful i find um yeah i just i, I love it and i think that's the cool the trouble... thing about comedy is that you know i feel like if because that that's kind of like a joke that works like even if you don't even speak English, well maybe not the Acaster one, but some of the I, I like the idea that you can do it to anyone and it's still funny. I yeah, think that's yeah, all about that. Mm. So, so I mean, so you would if you wanted to do more physical stuff, would you mm. not have to you pick people to do that are more animated? Yeah, I think, you... that's, I think you're right. I think, but but the thing is as well. Because your Acaster impression is that very animated. In, yeah. Even just subtle, subtly, it's animated mm, in, mm, in mm. his mannerisms. But I think sort of the, certainly before lockdown, when a lot of this, I was doing a lot more of this physical stuff, the, the thing I found was it was just about kind of heightening. So when I used to do Andy Murray, it would be, I, I would, because even though he's really uh, downbeat, like to, to get that across, I would like fall over when I was doing, I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. And then just fall over and sort <laughs> oh, of- that's, Oh, I got, yeah, fall. brilliant. So so I think even if they are a bit more downbeat, you can kind of push it. I think the hardest thing is people in the middle and, and it's the subtle people. So like, I've always had, I wrote this down before I came on about things that haven't worked. And Louis Theroux has always been such a tricky one for me because oh. he is so subtle. And there's, there's, there's not really a lot that you, if you're going to parody him, it has to be done so delicately because the things to take the piss out of him with him are so yeah they're so subtle i feel like you could with him i mean you put maybe can't but like it, i i can imagine you putting him in a situation talking about how calm he is and mm, using that mm, as a comedy mm. and then you act out the other characters around him that are big yeah that's and, nice. and then cut back to him just and then it like whatever <laughs> happens he's just got this real not yeah calm. yeah yeah presence because i can't imagine I how you know what i was doing i thought it was a bit yeah just but it's 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 hard the, you know what i've i started to find right probably yeah the last proper live gig i did before lockdown in leicester square in march of 2020 and i actually found the impressions were really good as bridges between like little bits that i was going to do so you know, making it look like you just happened upon doing an impression. So I've been like, oh, we weird. For some reason, I've sort of become Louis Theroux. Is this sort of, were you expecting that? I don't know if I was expecting that. I think this is all a bit, <laughs> this is a bit odd for you. I don't know if this is sort of maybe outstayed its welcome a bit. I, oh, that's yeah. great. I mean, but, obviously it's good. That's, yeah. <laughs> but it was helpful, I think, because I was like, okay, I can just sort of, because... This is something I really thought to talk about McIntyre again, but you know, in his showman special on Netflix, 
Mm. The thing I loved about it was the variety. And, you know, I guess some stuff, it can sort of get a bit samey over the course of an hour. And I definitely have done that. And I thought he had so many different bits that made it fun. And I think if you can do impressions between bits, that sort of gives a bit of a different thing for the audience to enjoy, which I liked. I tried to do a bit about being like, I, I was like, and this isn't actually, I don't even think this, but I was like, oh, I don't like Meghan Markle. Um, because I got the sense that from all of my social media, I was like, well, everyone loves Meghan Markle, so it would be interesting to say something about why I don't like her. But mm. unfortunately, I think my audience, I can understand why my audience were like, oh, he's just feed, it's feeding into a back narrative of really right-wing racist rhetoric about Meghan. That wasn't even the reason I said I didn't like her. I said I didn't like her because she's an actor, uh, and, I, and I don't like actors, but, which, which isn't even true, by the way. But I just mm. sort of thought it would be interesting, but I don't think people... People don't necessarily get. I think you don't think. And I think if that would work, if if everybody loved her, right? Do you, right, do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. If if absolutely everybody loved her and she couldn't do anything wrong, mm. there, and then you went opposite, that makes it funnier. Yes, yes, yeah. When you say, it. but but the fact that there are people and there's that well, basically, that, I mean, that's it's probably since you did that. Obviously, that's elevated huge. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I so. Now and to be honest, I only did it once and was like, "This wasn't good." <laughs> so Cause, I dropped it. Because who is someone that is just beloved that can't do any wrong? Is <sighs> like, is, I'm sure I have seen people do stuff like that, and then just by just calling that person an asshole. It's like if you if you went on and did Tom Hanks and called him an asshole. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's it's that kind of that makes it funnier. I guess you want to pick someone who is sort of because everybody needs to know your you're taking the piss, which they should right. do anyway, because you're a bloody comedian. I know, I think that's, that, that is a frustration though, because like none of the stuff that I say on stage, I actually really think, I just think, oh, well, there's evidence for this and it would be funny to sort of do something mm. about it. But um, yeah, I, I'm try, I, I remember Joe Lysat had something hilarious on, uh, on Amanda Holden. It's just a really throwaway line, but he's like, he says something about Amanda Holden. He's like, I'm sure she's fine, but I just think she's on another <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Um, but you're right, it's difficult. But but also, like, I don't... The kind of person that I am, I don't like shitting on people. I, find, mm. I, don't, I don't think it's that fun. It's just, unfortunately, if you do impressions, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Kind of sort of need to in a way. Yeah, you've got to find angles. Yeah. Yeah. But I try and do it sort of respectfully and nicely. And, and if you I, shit on someone that is so successful and such mm. it's different than shitting on someone that's in the gutter do you know that's what i mean I, think... yeah, I guess i guess that's what punch that's punching up isn't it i mean like mm. i used to do bits on gordon ramsay because I, I love gordon ramsay <laughs> but you know he's like back in the early kitchen nightmares days he was so like abusive <laughs> to everyone <laughs> and i just thought there was something so funny about that how he because it, it was literally like you couldn't do that in any other workplace he's so horrible oh, yeah you... i mean especially now yeah 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 exactly i mean you definitely couldn't do kitchen nightmares now for that reason <laughs> wow i wonder if he's actually had to think to himself right we need to have a different angle with some of these tv shows now it's a really weird. But then, they, but, but then he's—it's another one. So, so for example, it's—it's it's, it's almost the same thing. When if Jimmy Carr does offensive jokes now, mm. it's okay because he's been established as that's what he does. Yeah, right. Frankie Ball, yeah. that's what he does. So if if Gordon Ramsay does it now, it probably wouldn't cause a fuss. Yeah, that's true. It's his—it's his brand, isn't it? Whereas I think there's an implication that if you're younger, you ought to sort of know better or or something. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's just Jimmy. 
but you know i listen to jimmy his desert island disc and it's so like I, I, I would challenge anyone who's ever been offended by one of his jokes to listen to that and be like oh what he's saying isn't legitimate because it's so clear what his philosophy of comedy is right oh he, he talks about that does he on, mm, on that yeah show? It's oh, great it's it's like it's such a good insight into how he's just you know he's just playing around with stuff he's just he's uh, at worst he's being a bit naughty i think yeah rather than actively sort of trying to cause upset but then some jokes do do that you know i i, I think I, I i do think jokes ought to be criticized sometimes i don't think all jokes are legit you know mm. like the heart the the cranky bull casey price harvey ones mm. i know that's a really popular one to take issue with but i just sort of thought it's a good example i, I just I, look, I listened to that and I thought, because I think his, his defense of it is he's like, well, you know, um, uh, I was satirizing or taking the piss out of Katie Price's media campaign to use Harvey, right? But then mm. it's like, but fine, but you could do a joke where Katie Price is the butt of the joke, not Harvey, which is what all those jokes mm. were to, to me. But I yeah. know that's quite a divisive thing to say. I know lots of, lots of comics will, will stand by those jokes and that's, and that's completely their prerogative, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, that I've, I've, yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's it's not really for me, mm. that that mm. sort of stuff, you know. But it's it, too far because even Anthony Jesselnick, when I watch him, he's he's a master, masterful joke writer, and he's just it's it's very, it's just so good what he does. But there are some bits he goes and like, well, I'm not offended, like I don't care what you're saying, but it doesn't make me laugh because right. it's, it's too far. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna yeah. sit and stew about what he said i'm just gonna be like well that didn't make me laugh because i feel too that what he said the imagery mm. makes it too uncomfortable for me yeah but i think that's that's precisely the right way to look at it and i, I don't like you know it, it, all the stuff i just said about frankie Boyle, like it's, to, it's totally his right to go and say that in the same way that it's my right to say well i, I don't think that was right but but you've got to look at it as a whole don't you? you've got to be like well you come to this show you're watching this show you might not like all of it but that's fine. Just, just leave mm. it. You don't need to hold on to it. You know, that's, that's just sort of it. But yeah, I, I've heard, um, what's his name? The Australian Jim Jeffries talk about that. And he said, you know, I don't agree. I didn't agree with all Dave Chappelle's jokes, but I just didn't think about the ones I didn't agree with. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who cares? It's a thing. Right. Someone said it's not, it hasn't done anything to the world. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's throwaway. It's in the moment. It's like, here's this thing. Hopefully I'll make you laugh. If it doesn't, okay, fine. That's where the line is. But I think we do need to be a bit more liberal in that way um, because, yeah, it, I, don't, I, I don't like the hyperbole around it, but it, it, it would kill comedy for everything to be scrutinised completely all the way through, I think. Yeah, um, 100%. But yeah, so, does that affect the topics then? Because so, you, you said, you know, dark humour is not really your stuff, but would you say that, like, you still joke about any topic but not necessarily in a dark way or are there topics that you just wouldn't? I don't think there are many topics. So, so if it's a topic, like if it's something like abortion, mm. Mm. I don't know if you could do a joke without it making people uncomfortable, topic-wise. I guess do you know what I mean. Unless it was a joke about uh, an abortion that wasn't to do with aborting a child, right? It was like a different meaning of abortion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I guess it's not. It's not the same. But then it's, it's not, not about a, abortion, is it? Yeah. No, essentially. <laughs> Because yeah. I had one where, where the and it just never worked. Where the punchline was to do with, um, she's not having it, mm. as in when you, when you have an argument, yeah, you go, right, she's not right, having yeah. it, and then not. But the problem actually with that joke was that could mean she's not having the baby, 
or she's not having the abortion. So mm. that's where the issue with that, because you it wasn't oh, clear which I was pointing that. And so oh, I, which was really annoying. But also it it made it whenever I tried it, it made people uncomfortable talking about it because 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 on top of it being a jack, everyone's going, "Well, what's his opinion?" Like it's like an opinion right, thing. Right. It's like, whereas I, it's, 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 I'm my opinion is, you, people should do what they want to do. But that's that's my opinion. Sure, but sure. that doesn't come across in a joke like that. So because the joke would either have been, um, I I don't I, I I argued with my girlfriend about her having. I think she should have an abortion, but or not. I can't say have. I can't remember what the wording was. Mm-hmm. But she's not having it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had to have an opinion on one of those. So it's always yeah. going to divide people. Well, that's true, and and also I think an audience want a bit of reassurance, don't they? That you don't, that you don't think the bad thing, right? In, yeah, yeah. So I, I think one of the bad things with my small bit about Megan that I got rid of is that I probably do look quite right wing, despite really not being. I'm definitely <laughs> a liberal left wing person. Um, but I, but the problem is, I think an audience wants a bit of reassurance that, like, honestly, yeah, you yeah. actually think that, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not obvious by looking at you. Well, no, of course not. No, definitely what, what not. So yeah, that's probably the yeah, that's probably the thing, isn't it? That's something so, I started saying. I said, you know, it's fine. But I I don't really like the look of me either as I as I go on to stage <laughs> because I think I yeah, I look like a, an awful you know one of those awful like, management consultants that you get start talking to at a party. Sort of <laughs> so I have to try. I know that I really like. I have to win people over extra hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, when when I when I gigged with you last, I think mm. oh no, it might not have been. We did the Chortle fr- Fast Fringe, and you came oh, on right. as James Acaster. Yeah. So that was like you weren't even given a chance to think about who's this bloke. You were just yeah. straight away into it. Is that how does that work for you? Do you do that often, or is it's that just mixed. for that one? Yeah, it's it's mixed. Um, I've been doing it a lot on Zoom. It works quite well on Zoom actually, because the the best thing is you get the person to announce, and then you have got James Acaster obviously written, but your camera's off. So then, do you get people disappointed that you're not him? Yeah, so that's the joke I do. I I do like a minute maybe as James Acaster, and the advantage is because he's such a sort of his 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 shtick is so weird, isn't it? So you'd be like, mm. oh yeah, a lot of people. They have the cameras. They have the cameras on. Not me, man. I like to have mine off. And then I reveal myself at the end as a surprise. Fair play. <laughs> and then, and then I come on. And I said, the funny thing here is that half of you are disappointed because you were hoping it would be James Acaster, and it's not. And the other half of you are disappointed because you don't even know who James Acaster is. So the first <laughs> few minutes was a complete waste of time. Um, but no, that goes quite well for that reason because I think that joke kind of saves the first minute thirty if you don't know who. Mm. But um, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. fringe, man. It was it was definitely a mixed. When I gig in London and it's to people in their twenties and thirties and stuff, they all get it because they all know who he is. But you know, if, if, for, for a lot of people, I would do that bit and it would just go down like in like regular clubs. I could imagine that because because just people in general, celebrities in general, aren't known by everyone as much exactly. these days, are they? Because there's so much to watch. Mm. You can't you can't all be watching the same shows all the time. Absolutely that. Absolutely that. So I mean that gives you quite a, a narrow scope because I mean you can do yeah. like I don't know. But th- but then also like the tricky thing with with doing impressions is you don't want to do people that everyone else is doing. Mm. Which is why I sort of probably have veered more into doing characters and impressions yeah. of types of people. 
on stage because I just think it's a bit more accessible because otherwise you're like, you, you know, I've, I've definitely had it where you do impressions. You're like, oh, I've really tried with this one and I hope it's really detailed and everything. And people are just sort of craning because they kind of know who the person is, but they're not totally. And they're just yeah. like, you know, by the end of the routine, maybe they've worked it out, but then there's no laughter. <laughs> so Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You could be saying the funniest things, but the whole time they're trying to work out mm. who it is. Yeah, yeah and it, but also like it's so different to like impressionists back when we were kids mm. because they would just do the the you know the the every the main I don't know Cor the Coronation Street character because everyone yeah. watches Coronation oh. Street and oh. all that sort of thing. Well, that was why Spitting Image worked so well then, I think, because it was like you're right. The me the media was like really like narrow compared to what it is now, and everyone watched similar stuff, so the impressions would hit more. Whereas I mean, to be fair, actually, with the, the pandemic probably did mean that um, more recognisable. So Matt Hancock, mm. if you did an impression of him, people would know Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have before as much. No, no you're exactly. right. So the press so, conferences were helpful because we all clubbed together. Even Dominic Cummings, actually, people would probably have a reasonable idea. But um, so Have you picked up more impressions during the pandemic? Because even things, even not political, like even things like Tiger King or any of those things mm. that got popular that everyone was watching, like... Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I definitely did. You know, I think most people did a sort of Joe Exotic. I'm trying to remember what he... Uh, Carol, Carol Baskin <laughs> fucking fucking bitch. <laughs> that sort of thing. But, but the problem was with that is it was such a flash in the pan that it yeah. sort of came and went so fast um, that, that it kind of wasn't really... You couldn't really monetize it or, or, or do anything with it. But this is the sort of the slight problem with doing impressions in that more traditional sense, I think, as well, is that there's no the surprise is there's no like surprise so like all of your jokes right are great because it's always like a linguistic surprise at the end right and mm. that, that's inherently funny whereas if i'm like hey i'm going to do an impression of this person now there's nothing particularly surprising and therefore it, it can become a bit repetitive i think um it's it isn't always the, the it's more of like an exhibition than it is a comedy performance sometimes yeah. impressions and that's something i it's yeah. almost like so if it does a really good impression you always want to go Give a round of applause. Yeah, right, 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 right exactly. And that, so, and that's kind so of why it's quite I, a skill to get laughs out of that. Yeah, and I think it's it's funnier to be able to caricature or do a silly voice or a type of voice or whatever. You know, I, I see it a lot with the American. I always love. I don't know if you have a like a real sort of stand-up genre love. One of mine is like when American comics do bits about British people. I find that so yeah. funny. Because they do the worst accent. There's this guy called Christopher De Stefano. It's really funny. It's either really posh or it's like really Cockney, isn't it? Yeah, it's this weird like sort of Russell Brand meets meets someone really posh. But it's like, oh hello, mate. I'm just going up and down. <laughs> like, talk show hosts, talk show hosts in America always do this when do they're they? talking to British people. It's yeah. So, but I just find that hilarious. But I think. So that's a good example, though, of a voice. It's an obvi obviously it's a ridiculous caricature, and it's not even that accurate. But that voice is a million times funnier <laughs> than someone doing, let's say, a dead-on Donald Trump, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because there's something more comic about it, and I think mm. that's what I prefer doing. Like the sort of silly. You've heightened it, haven't you? You've scaled it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's observational, but in a way that's just a bit funnier for whatever reason. Um, mm. I think, but. Yeah, so have you got any uh any bits down that you that you you've had trouble getting to work? Yeah, so what what do we get through? I've got um 
yeah i've said impressions in general and we've kind of just, <laughs> just <laughs> really? yeah yeah just just for that That's exactly yeah but topic. um because I, I think frankie ball's a great uh, a great example of this he's so brilliant at using voices and he's got a really really excellent like vocal facility um but he will use them as part of jokes or to act out jokes but the jokes are the fundamental mm. um and I think if you make the voices the fundamental, you stop being a comic and more of a, an actor or like a yeah. voice actor, right? Um, so I think that's something that I've kind of, yeah, I think is really important moving forward. Um, what are other bits that haven't worked so well? Yeah, I've, yeah the Louis Theroux bit, the, the Jonathan Ross, Russell Brown bit. Um, oh, I did a what's, bit. What's your Jonathan Ross? So Jonathan Ross is, I, I, again, like kind of like Dara O'Brien, I think it's funnier just making him really over the top. So like, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's uh, Mr. Jonathan Watts here, the Jonathan Watts show. It's wow, it's wow, it's go to wow, everybody. And, and that is, <laughs> yeah. I think, much funnier. <laughs> Although, Alistair McGowan did a brilliant Jonathan Ross years ago, and he did, like, um, all the different Jonathan Ross voices. So there's, you know, there's that very much uh, sort of the stand-up one at the, at the beginning, and then the much more sort of quiet, confidential voice, uh, which is very, very sort of, <laughs> like that. Uh, and then the much louder one, you know, so there's, 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 fits him but so he's made an observation within yeah the impression yeah. which mm. which is which is good it definitely is good um and no sorry i mean it was brilliant the way the way that he did it i, th I think the way that i did it i was just sort of reenacting the phone call and then i and then i the andrew Sachs phone call with him and russell brown and then i just said some really sort of boring stuff about why it wasn't very good <laughs> why, which is which is just which everybody agrees with i suppose well, yeah so. but it was it was um you know it was very sort of right on but dull but not not like yeah in, inherently like obvious so so mm. not particularly funny or interesting to say on stage and uh and I think so would you have dropped that because of the response wasn't great or just because you thought it's it's just the topic wise it's not what you want to be doing I think it was a bit of both. I mean, I think it was so topically not topical. It was like, yeah. it's mad. It was like 2000. It'd be quite funny if you did a whole section of, that was yeah. like the, the vibe of a section of all loads of topical stuff that isn't topical anymore. That's true. That's a really nice idea. Yeah, definitely. So you're taking the piss out of yourself and those people that do hold yeah, on to bits right. too much. I like that as an idea. These like... London riots. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of... <laughs> <laughs> but like all the older, uh, like an old impressionist trying to just desperately still do. Oh, <laughs> you all remember Frank Spencer? Remember Frank, oh, Frank Spencer? Put my glasses on. Oh, Bessie, you know. Like, I, I have I, to think of a way to make Frank Spencer um, current. So like, God, these are uh, new TV channels. That Dave, that Dave channel's great, isn't it? Very modern. Oh, I was watching a show on there the other day. Oh, better. I'd love <laughs> to do that. I think that would be a really fun <laughs> thing. Like an, an over-the-hill impressionist. Yeah, it's a good character. And yeah. just, it gives you the excuse to do all the old classics. Because right. it's funny that, that they are classics. Like everyone did the same. Frank, it's so funny that Frank Spencer yeah. is the most, probably, he is the most, isn't he? Of, yeah. that, that's, that seems to be the go-to to me. If of Who else did they used to do? Um, like Michael Caine, obviously. I'm just sort of going through. Oh the yeah, Michael Caine. Obviously Coogan, that was his that was his thing wasn't it that was his stuff um alan bennett they all used to do oh uh, yeah well, it's basically the, what, what um coogan and rob bryden do on the trip isn't it yeah. they, when they're competing they're doing all those old school kind of yeah but i, I like, like i like how they make they they talk about the difference in michael kane over the years that's quite mm. that's really fun 
to see the difference yeah, in price. I love. I I just think Coogan is so amazing, and this time. Have you seen? Uh, mm, yeah, 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 dude. He just—he just time and time again is just so excellent with Partridge. Um, I yeah, think... but I was talking to someone the other day. There's no duds, are there? No. Like the, the worst one is probably uh, knowing me, knowing you now, mm. and that's just because the character wasn't as developed as it is 100%. now. But I think that was why writing that autobiography that you did was so good. Mm. It just gave you that incredibly rich backstory, but. There's just there's like a joke every ten seconds, isn't there? With, with yeah. now, and it's just amazing. Um, but I love him in the trip because like he's he's so talented that you like him despite the fact that he's like playing a very unlikable version of himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a skill. But um, he's just it's just yeah, he's just so loved, isn't he? He's just at that level that yeah yeah yeah. I mean, the guy is, he's, he's just so phenomenal. Like, I think he is, like, far and away the best character comic. Mm. I mean, Partridge and Brent, right? Surely those are the two. Yeah. I get, you know, some of Sasha And Barrett- Partridge has to be top of those two because of the how the longevity and, right. and right. everything. Yeah, and I, I just think that the standard for those two is just the amazing thing is, like, how so many men are both of those you know yeah. you, so many men have alan parts <laughs> so many men are like, i definitely mm. find myself constantly being like david brent in trying not to get myself into holes being like well you know uh obviously uh we should have more people involved um from bane backgrounds uh not to you know and just and just constantly yeah. getting and that is it, it's brilliant it's brilliant for that reason because <laughs> i the office for me is the best sitcom mm. but but character wise partridge just has to be because it's and you're right sasha baron cohen is probably the, the other one isn't he of being mm. able to you know yeah, i can't think of anyone i mean but yeah, that's very different because it's it's a different vibe, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I, but that's the thing. Like, if you're looking at a pure character, I think yeah, it has to be Partridge because he's so complex and wonderfully textured. Whereas Baron Cohen's are quite vulgar characters, but he's using them to elicit like bigotry from people in the establishment. But if you did mm. like Ali G now, Ali G just as Ali G, you know that that would not go down well. No. <laughs> Whereas, like, I think at the time you forgive him it because he's using it to like get politicians to say, you know, to wind up politicians. Yeah. But, and uh, also, it was it was just a different time. Yeah, of, of, of what people liked. You know. Yeah, yeah. You can't go. You can't sort of retrospectively go back. You know, and and yeah, and and, 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 and also we'd never seen anything like it back then either. Like that was quite a new idea of like real life people getting kind of. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's um, it's so fun with that stuff as well because, like, I always I, that's that's why I love character comedy so much. I'm doing character. Would you go big as a character, like, as in full dress and go out and do stuff in character? Have you done that sort of thing yet? Yeah, I haven't done the sort of interviewing of people, but I definitely would. I just more because of lockdown more than anything else because I definitely got characters who it would be good for, like my. Mm. Crystal Ray, the character, I think getting him to interview people at a festival would be quite funny. So I definitely love to love to do that. It's just um, the problem with Rafe, the, the Rafe character I do, the conservative advisor one, is that he's um, he's quite famous because of the, the sort of the success of the videos online. So mm. I, I might I maybe wouldn't be able to get away with it with politicians, you know, because they might some of them might recognise him, which is which is a problem. Right. Yeah. It's like with Sasha Baron Cohen. 
that was the joy of Borat 1, right? No one knew who Borat was. And for me, mm. the reason Borat 2 didn't work quite as well was because he was too famous for it to work. Well, I think that's why they made the other, the, the female character mm. such a big part of it because I think, because like you say, everyone knew, knows him. Yeah, so you can't, you can't lampoon people in the way that you want to. But I, I, I don't know. I'm such a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. I love, did you watch um, This Is America? No, Who Is America? Was it Who Is America? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched clips of it. I didn't see the whole show. Mm. But he, I just he had four characters in there, and they were so good. He did this amazing caricature of a liberal, and it was like such a wonderful, like cringy watch for anyone who considers themselves to be a liberal. And that like mm. desperate overcorrection of you know being, and I, I just thought it was so good. I, you know, when you see yourself in a character, you're like, oh god, I'm so, so embarrassing. <laughs> that that is me on a real level. <laughs> I, I wish I, more. My, I think for, for me the thing I admire the most about him is the ability to stay straight faced mm. because for me I find things funny and I can't hide it yeah yeah so, yeah so if I know I've just done a hilarious joke with this p- politician if mm. I, I wouldn't be able to keep it in that's such yeah. an amazing i don't know what that is is that something he just can do has he trained himself to be able to do that i think well as a much 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 lesser character comedian my intuitive response to that would be like well you sort of try and totally occupy that person you like shut off all of your own sense of humor and you're like what would this person find funny right like if i'm doing stuff as wraith like there are jokes that he would find funny that i think are crass and rubbish but I'd laugh a lot too. And actually, sometimes you can store up the laugh that for something you find funny, you repress it, repress it, and then you let it mm. out as the character on something they would find funny. And you kind of you've kind of done what you need to do. Uh, okay. But um, I've heard he's just absolutely fearless. Like he's he's, yeah. he's amazing. Oh, his interview. Um, he, there's a round table. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's with other comic, other comics, I think. Mm. And mm. what I loved about that is how. Because the other comics, I think, are are well, argu- arguably higher, kind of a lister. Mm. Well, he's an a lister, but he just really super famous. Yeah, yeah, was it yeah. like someone like was Eddie Murphy and people I like that? Carrey's on it as well, isn't he? Could, yeah, and I just loved how people like Jim Carrey were in awe of Sasha mm-hmm. Baron Cohen, and I just loved seeing that 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 fearlessness is what they look up to with in him, and these okay. are these top the top top of top comics mm, mm. or comic yeah, actors it's it really is amazing his but also his like yeah his physicality is so good as well but I, i'm so in awe of his whole career because like when he was 27 i think he did the 11 o'clock show mm. he deliberately said i don't want to be in the in the press for this because he wanted to remain anonymous in order to like later do characters that would yeah lie on his anonymity and i just thought that was so like mature and clever and mm. he's he's an amazing yeah guy. he had a plan yeah and also like i mean yeah i wasn't the hugest fan of borat 2 just because i like what you know his his anonymous stuff but um there's bits in that where he's like improvising in hebrew like he's so <laughs> like he's so talented he's just amazing yeah really <laughs> cool right we're going to finish up in a second um Marvelous. what did did what did rafe say to you your friend rafe 
Oh has yeah, he, has, he actually, has he actually said? Well, no, I think I think so. The, the uh, named the character Rafe after Rafe. Well, not after Rafe, but there's a Rafe I know who who is obviously called Rafe, and and he's sort of posh. And uh, yeah, I think he was like, mm, I'm not so sure about the name of this guy, uh, <laughs> which which is which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate when you. The problem is you are going to end up basing certain characters you do on people you know, and it's really uncomfortable because you hope that they don't see elements of themselves in the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it generates an awkward conversation. Um, like, would you ever have you ever done a character based on someone and then them come to see you? I think I've. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rafe is based on lots of people. He's based on like. Um, He's based on loads of people that I knew in university. He's probably, you know, and like with Partridge is like, Cuban's like, I am Partridge, Partridge is me. There's a bit of me in mm. there, or certainly a bit of younger me in there. And it, so it's sort of like, you nitpick little bits from different people. You're like, oh, that'll be funny, that'll be funny. So I think certainly people I know have seen bits of Rafe in Rafe. Um, <laughs> but hopefully there's enough of other people in order to make them sort of think, oh, okay, maybe it's not totally me, but. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Cool, man. Right, let's call that a day. Thanks so much. Fabulous. Um, Thanks. Okay. Josh Berry! Ha, ha, hashtag Ooga to Josh Berry. There we go. Lovely stuff. Um, any feedback, as always, uh, at Jokes of Mark across all social media. Would you like to hear a little bit of feedback from last week's show, Joel? Absolutely. Um so if you, anyone who'd like have I just said give us feedback I can't remember what I just yeah, said yeah, did, yeah 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 let us know at Jokes with Mark um, so um, Ian Bowden message he said start listening at lunch uh, I agree with Mark oh yeah, I'll tell you which joke it was it's one of Eric Rushton's jokes um, mm-hmm, which was mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean I'm not going to get it exactly right but something along the lines of people don't say speculate speculate anymore do they um, I could try and think of a reason but just be guesswork Right, so that was the joke. Yeah, um, and uh, Ian made a very nice point. He said, uh, pedantically, I say you should use speculation rather than speculate, as the former is the actual word equivalent of guesswork. So people don't use the word speculation anymore. Mm. Very good. And then I was thinking maybe if you wanted to say speculate, you could just say guess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because yeah. it's guess, guess the equivalent of speculate, yeah. Joel? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, lovely but bit of feedback think, there. Oh, Yeah, I would say people do say speculate. So, so you think that's the problem with the joke is that People do say it, so yeah, it's a I weird setup. In sport, in sport, people use it a lot, and also, I think in banking and stuff, I think it's a word that people use. I don't know if that would. Do you think that would affect the joke working? Because people, as soon as he says, people don't use the word speculate anymore, and then do you think people go in? Yes, they do. Yeah, well, I do think if someone, if someone in a setup of a joke said, "No one ever says speculate anymore," I would be thinking, "Well, yeah, they do." I would just, uh, yeah, I would just sort of think. Ah, what, what, why have you? Why have you feedback said that? there, Joe? Good feedback. Mm. So that's feedback from you, Joe. F- feedback. I like it. Eat that right up. There you go. There we go. Ah, oh, lovely stuff. So any feedback? Let us know. Uh, I said that twice already, so I'm not going to say yeah. it again. Um, great stuff. Um, if you uh, if you want some more joke chat from Josh Berry, head over to patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark, where you can get that chat. You can get. 12 episodes now of 361 jokes five at a time and loads of other great stuff at uh, patreon.com forward slash jokes with mark and uh, also uh, now things are starting to go back to normal i thought i'd do a little reminder that my show in uh, london uh, the leicester square theater 23rd of october uh, it's starting to tick over very nicely with ticket sales. So if you'd like to come and see me, uh, head over to my social media and all the links are in the bio or go to the Leicester Square Theatre uh, website to get your tickets. Um, anything more from you, Joel? Uh, nothing more from me, Mark. I think people should check out the Patreon for all the good Patreon stuff. Patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. Crack on. Great. Thanks, Thanks, thanks Joel. <laughs> I thought I just said that. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, you did. But I, I like to reinforce it because it's sort of the. I don't really. I've got no real vested interest in your ticket sales for Leicester Square <laughs> Theatre. But when it when it comes to the Patreon, that's what that's what I'm really keen on. Ah, oh, lovely stuff. All right, anything more from you, Joe? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joe. Hashtag everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.